What does it take to be an entrepreneur and how is it changing in our ever-evolving business landscape? This is Scott Galloway, host of the Prop G Podcast and an entrepreneur myself. Right now, we've got a special three-part series running all about the future of entrepreneurship. We're answering your questions on work-life balance, how to raise capital for your business and more. Because when you're an entrepreneur, it's always important to look ahead at what's to come. So tune in to the future of entrepreneurship of Prop G Pod, special sponsored by Mercury. You can find it on the Prop G Pod feed or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome into At The Podium, and it is another special edition for the NFL Combine, but this time you get to meet the prospects. And here to help you do that is me, your host, Michael Kist. Follow my draft coverage at bleedinggreennation.com and follow my lunacy on Twitter at Michael Kist NFL. That's K-I-S-T. This show would not be possible without the hustle from Bleeding Green Nation contributor Alexis Chasen. Make sure you're following her coverage on the site and on Twitter at Lovely Buckeye. She was the one grabbing all the audio clips from these players so that I can transmit them to you, gentle listener. So thanks again, Alexis. We appreciate the grind. All right, so who are we talking with today? We've got edge rushers, pocket pushers, deep threats, and pass protectors. So a good variety of flavor from the positions that the Eagles will be interested in come the NFL draft in late April. A quick note before we continue here. Yes, there is a new Kiss and Solak show coming out soon to recap what we've seen from the NFL Combine performances. I'm sure it'll take multiple shows to fully wrap up the Combine wrap-up because it's just a gigantic information dump that takes a while to get through before you really feel like you've got a handle on everything. We also need to talk about Brandon Graham's three-year deal and Jason Kelsey's extension. So plenty to talk about regarding the Eagles as well. And that is all coming soon here on Bleeding Green Nation. Plus, your week QB Sco show with Mark Schofield and a new BGN radio with John Stolness and Brandon Lee Gowton later this week. But right now we are at the podium. Now what I did for this is you'll mostly get these chats clipped up. There's a lot of background noise going on at the event, including like cheering and yelling over things like the bench press, which is nearby for some of these. It's also hard to hear some of the questions, so you won't always get the question that led into the answer, but the answer itself should be pretty self-explanatory regarding what was asked. And I've cleaned up a lot of that background noise, so everything should be nice and clear for you. And the first prospect that is up is a clear winner of the NFL Combine, Montez Sweat the edge defender out of Mississippi State. So we're starting with a guy that got a lot of attention after running an insane, absolutely insane 4-4-1 40-yard dash. Keep in mind that he's nearly 6'6", 260 pounds. His wingspan is 98th percentile. Arm length is 97th percentile. Dude has poles. And the area where I thought he would test a little rigid, the three cone, which is important for edge rushers as they try to run the arc and bend through the corner, and that drill kind of simulates that. He hit seven seconds flat, 83rd percentile. And for some context, Dame Brugler of The Athletic tweeted out the average among the top 30 edge rushers in the NFL is 7.14. So he is well under that average. And you may have seen the winners and losers articles for the combine that I have up for each day on BleedingGreenNation.com. I've been citing Kentley Platt's relative athleticism score. You can follow Kent at MathBomb on Twitter. It's something that I use to help formulate my athletic score and my grading system. 
system. Sweat had a top 15 all-time score for defensive ends with 9.91. That factors in all elements of his testing. And that database, by the way, goes back to 1987. So it was a really, really good day for Sweat. Big day that's going to help Sweat do some great things for a stock that was already on the rise after a solid week at the Senior Bowl in Mobile, Alabama. Do check some boxes. Let's hear what he had to say before his testing to the reporters in Indy. It's, it's, definitely, it's definitely an advantage. Uh, you get to see see a lot more things and kind of be a little bit more explosive coming out of the two-point. There's it's a lot of things you can do out of that. I mean, it's, it's just all about a grind. Just keep on working on your craft. And uh, once you find success, you kind of stick to what you know and, and just keep on building on it. I mean, coming into college, I was young. I was 17 years old. It's just every year I matured. And obviously when I got dismissed, it was a big a big blow. And it, that uh, it just humbled me a lot just to grow up. Uh, in high school, I played a multiple positions, tight end, QB, receiver, uh, just a little bit of DN. But uh, when I got to college, they, they, they moved me to DN, and uh, I just took it from there. I'm, a, I'm, I'm my own player. I want to create my own type of success. And uh, But just being known as one of the, one of the best pass rushers would be a blessing. I haven't talked to the Chiefs yet. I think I, I, I think I do have a, a former interview set up with them tonight, but I haven't talked to them yet. We, we connected at the Senior Bowl, obviously. Uh, it was a it was a time where the 49ers and the Raiders had had swap teams, so I was able to talk to Gruden and Mayock and all of them. So we had a good talk. What about the Bills? I've talked. I don't think I've talked to the Bills yet. I mean, uh, they they might show a, a good play where I play run well, and they might show a bad play where I, where I play the run well. They just want to see how I respond to that and how I can correct myself uh, just moving forward. One team asked me a, a trick question: well, Would I want to be the Super Bowl MVP or would I want to win the Super Bowl? And it was a trick question. If you uh, be the Super Bowl MVP, then you want a Super Bowl. So, <laughs> so yeah. So you said both. Yes, sir. yes, ma'am. At the Senior Bowl, I think all the all the old linemen was was pretty good there. I think uh, Andre Diller was pretty good. Uh, Titus Howard was also was also good. Uh, Dalton Riser was also a good a good candidate at the Senior Bowl. It was a lot of good old linemen at the Senior Bowl. Uh, obviously, my uh, my my teammate Elton Jenkins was pretty good too. Uh, I feel like I can uh, develop on all aspects of my game. I mean, everything needs a little bit of tuning. You, know, you can always get better at anything. Everything. So that was Montez Sweat, who probably vaulted himself into the top 20, possibly top 15 discussion, despite a loaded edge class. And up next, look, the Eagles are looking for a deep threat. Well, I got three in a row for you. First up is Marquise Hollywood Brown from Oklahoma, the wide receiver. Just as a note, you'll hear reporters ask about Brown's cousin, which if you didn't know, is Antonio Brown. Also, key question is when Marquise Brown will be ready to resume full-on football duties as he's dealing with a foot injury, which required surgery. He assures us that he will be ready for training camp, but we won't see any pro day numbers from Brown, which I'm not sure matters much, as I think it's a given that he would have been the eighth wide receiver to run in the four threes this year. There is a reason the nickname he prefers is Jet. And just a crazy note, Benjamin Solak tweeted this out at Benjamin Solak. There were seven wide receivers in this class that ran under 4-4. That's the same number that have done it in the last three years for wide receivers. So this class is stacked with deep threats. Let's get to the first one that we talked with here. Nah, for me, you know, I grew up at childhood dreams making it to college. You know, the NFL is just like surreal. It's a, it's a bonus. Uh, I said I feel like I'm the you know most explosive, most dynamic playmaker. 
Do you believe you're a number one wide receiver? You talk to coaches and GMs. Some say they don't believe in the idea of a number one receiver anymore. It's a lot of guys in terms of what they bring to the table, but do you envision yourself as number one? Uh, I envision myself, you know, as a football player. So, however, whatever team, you know, takes me, they're going to get my 100% if I'm number one, number two, or whatever, however they need me. Uh, just, you know, they want to know if I know football. And that's, that's what I'm out here trying to showcase that. I know my X's and my O's. Marquise, do teams ask you about your cousins? What do they ask you? You know, just what type of guys, you know, uh, what impact he had on my life, influence he is for me. Well, what was it? You asked what the teams asked. <laughs> <laughs> nah, I, like I said earlier, you know, he's he always motivated me. And he try to, you know, get me to keep up in my work ethic because he's, he's a hard worker. So whatever he's doing, he want me to do more than that. So that, that's it's a lot. Um, everything really. Um, keep working on my routes. Uh, keep working on my strength, my speed, and every, do the best I can. Do you have an idea when you'll be able to resume football stuff? Uh, yeah, I'm gonna start back running like April, May, and uh, but I'm not gonna be fully cleared to uh, to camp. But you'll be able, you'll be ready to start a camp. Yeah. So Sunday, you'll watch watch the game that we just had. You know, critique it. You know, learn from that. Monday, we'll get the scout report of the next team. Uh, get the DBs. You know, get the third down tendencies. You know, all that. Tuesday, we'll study. I'll study the DBs and you know what they like to do. Uh, Wednesday, go back to our game plan and how we can uh, cooperate against this opponent. Um, and Thursday and Friday is really keep going. Go back on what we've been reviewing. What's your favorite day of those days for preparation? What's, what gives you the most juice? Tuesday practice. Yeah, Tuesday practice. It's because we go hard in practice. Um, we practice how we play. So that Tuesday practice is going to let me know if I'm going to be ready for Saturday. Uh, so when I first got to college, um, I saw press. But, you know, after a while, after I made a, you know, a name for myself, you know, people didn't really press me that much. So I know in the NFL, you're going to get press coverage. You're going to get it a lot. And that's something I'm going to be ready for. I mean, my size, my size, I look at my skill set to be an advantage. Um, just my technique, my speed, my attention to details. I study my opponent. So that was Marquise Hollywood Brown. Up next, we're going to go to a couple of Ohio State guys. First up is Terry McLaurin, who I got to see down at the Senior Bowl, and he really impressed me. McLaurin really digs into his experience at Ohio State and even further back than that. He's also asked about what it was like digesting a playbook at the Senior Bowl and why it's important to understand all of the other receivers' responsibilities on any given concept. Oh, by the way, he's lightning fast. Another guy that tested under 4-4. So let's get to that talk with Terry McLaurin right here. A combine testing at Ohio State. We're competing against each other. We're trying to beat our own times, but I want to beat Paris. He wants to beat me. Kendall wants to be the fastest. Johnny wants to be the fastest. Just how we were how we were built at Ohio State. It makes things fun. You come out here and compete against your peers. Uh, I like that question. Um, a lot of questions I've been getting is why Ohio State? And Ohio State prepared me as a football player, as a student athlete, and as a man. Um, leaving here, I was prepared. Um, just physically, mentally, and I, I walked away being maximized. And um, I graduated three and a half years. I was able to uh, take part in two internships on our Real Life Wednesdays program and um, got a chance to win championships. And I'm, I'm living my dream right now. So for guys who are looking at somewhere that can maximize, be maximized as a person, as a player, and, and uh, compete against the best, um, I say Ohio State does that. Uh, it's hard. Um, it doesn't really matter 
the stars you came in with. I mean, I I say one of the most adverse adverse situations I, I came into was redshirting as a freshman because. I mean, I come from Indiana. I'm the best player. I'm this and, and that, but I'm going against 50 best players. And, and just, but the one thing I learned was I learned how to compete every single day. I wasn't, couldn't take any days off. Otherwise, you wouldn't be exposed and you got to go hard, but it's very rewarding. Uh, I feel like Ohio State's almost like a, a mini NFL team in the way they operate and the mentality you, you attack practice, you attack training and taking care of your body as well. And just the offense and the defensive standpoint, you're going against great players. Um, you know, I constantly tell these scouts of I've seen press men against some of the best corners, Garyon, Marshawn, Eli, Denzel, and you know some guys that we, we have coming out, Kendall as well. So um, it, it definitely prepares you for situations like this. We, we help change the culture of Ohio State wide receivers. I'm seeing now online that top guys want to come to Ohio State, and that's how it should be. Um, they have the chance to be coached by Coach Hartline and playing Coach Day's offense and be a part of greatness around you. I feel like we're setting a new standard, and, and that was paid before us. I'm seeing a San Antonio Holmes around here, and he's giving me pointers. So um, that's the culture of being a receiver at Ohio State. And to be here with guys I consider family to me, um, we're all here rooting for each other and trying to make our dreams come true. Obviously, you have to have the talent to play in the NFL, so I don't think anything's going to trump that. Um, but that coachability is definitely big. Um, some questions I've gotten is, do you take coaching well? And I, I tell them, yes, I like coaches who get on me. I don't want coaches who are just going to tell me yes. So I'm going to come up to you and ask, how was that route? What can I do better? Um, and just having that type of that push is, is, is what you look for. And you can't take coaching personal. One thing at Ohio State is, is very honest. You want to know where you stand in all aspects, training, academically, and on the field. So um, you want that, and it, it forces you to um, – to make your weaknesses strengths. It's coming out of a program where you're expected to win a lot, you're used to winning, uh, being a leader. I was a captain at, um, at Cathedral as well. So um, coming into Ohio State, I had those winning type qualities, which Ohio State loved about me. And um, you know, it was, a, it was a grind. I was used to working really hard. So that was the way I was raised and Cathedral furthered that as well. Um, I picked up the playbook in, in pretty much one day. Uh, I remember I was part of the, the Oakland Raiders team, so Coach Ben and I remember texting at 6.30 in the morning trying to meet, going over the first day install, because the uh, uh, strength of my game is speed, so if I can play as fast as I can, I have to be confident in knowing what I'm doing that helps me do that. So um, I try to learn conceptually as well, not necessarily just what I have, if I'm playing a Z or I played a lot of slot, which was a little different for me, um, but having that versatility is, is allows you to have more... Um, equity on an on a NFL roster. So that was a great chat with McLaurin. And up next, we have his teammate at Ohio State, Paris Campbell. Dude ran a 4-3-1, jumped out the gym. And I have questions about Campbell's ability to run a full route tree. Wasn't asked to do so at Ohio State. You could argue that his depth of target was either negative two yards or positive 50 yards. You'll also hear him talk a lot about his hands, which has been a knock on him that he doesn't have the most natural hands and it leads to some weird drops. Regardless, Campbell had 90 catches for 1,063 yards and 12 touchdowns his last year at Ohio State. So the dude can still get it done in one capacity or another. So let's hear what Campbell had to say to the reporters in Indy. Honestly, I wouldn't say so just because um, at Ohio State, I wasn't asked to run, you know, a variety of routes, uh, but just playing the H position, um, you know, but tomorrow, you know, I get a chance to, you know, put those outside routes on, on film, you know, allow those coaches to see them, um, and I think uh, that'll be a huge positive for me, for sure. 
Um, I'm extremely confident. Um, just from this past season alone, I think a lot of my improvement has shown. Um, just through this whole process, I've been continuing to work. Never lost that. Um, but you know, once again, tomorrow's another another chance for me to show that, show the improvement. Um, and I, you know, I'm, I'm confident in that as well. So. Repetition. I mean, you know, if you want to jump high, you got to jump. If you want to catch well, you got to catch. So, uh, but just for myself, you know, I try to make, uh, try to replicate those complicated catches. Uh, you know, the tough catches, not just you know standing in front of the jug machine. I try to you know work on over the shoulder catches, working on uh, throw bys and you know back shoulders, things of that nature. I'm just trying to make it complicated and try to see the ball from every angle. Um, so, you know, so that way, when I'm in a situation, I've seen every angle, I've seen every catch, and it's just trying to make it come natural. Uh, it's been huge for me, you know, Dwayne. I mean, the things that he brought to our offense last year, um, it was huge, you know, just not for myself, but, you know, all receivers across the board. Um, just, you know, being able to, you know, have accuracy like he did, throwing a, a catchable on-time ball every single time like he did, um, I mean, it, it makes it easy for us. Um, you know, he got the ball to us quick and fast, like I was do what we do with the ball in our hands. So uh, it was, you know, a huge credit to him, but, you know, he definitely helped guys out for sure. I was, it's tremendously, honestly, and just from this past year working with Coach Hartline, um, he brought a whole new aspect to my game. Um, you know, he, he played this great game at the highest level, you know, for seven, eight years and excelled at it. Uh, so just what he brought back to, you know, our receiver room and uh, reading different coverages, you know, whether it's inside or outside, you know, it just brought a whole new life to it. And, uh, you know, I, I'm confident, you know, in my, in my ability to read defenses now and just looking for little tells, seeing, you know, with different safeties, corners, linebackers are doing just to give me tells. Man. And it's really credit to him for sure. I think speed number one, yeah, for sure. Uh, but I, I, someone said it earlier, you know, it's always been questionable about, about my hands. Um, you know, I, like I said, I, I put in so much work. I'm so confident in myself, so confident in my hands to where I am today from where I stepped on foot. I, uh, the Ohio State University is a completely different player, a completely different person. And um, honestly, you know, if that's if that's a trade that scouts and coaches are looking for, then I'm confident tomorrow that they'll see that and they'll be reassured that I'm fine. When we return here at the At The Podium Combine Edition here on Bleeding Green Nation, we're going to chat with three really big fellas that could help the Eagles in the trenches on both sides of the ball. That's coming up next, right after this. What does it take to be an entrepreneur and how is it changing in our ever-evolving business landscape? This is Scott Galloway, host of the Prop G Podcast and an entrepreneur myself. Right now, we've got a special three-part series running all about the future of entrepreneurship. We're answering your questions on work-life balance, how to raise capital for your business, and more. Because when you're an entrepreneur, it's always important to look ahead at what's to come. So tune in to the Future of Entrepreneurship, a Prop G pod special sponsored by Mercury. You can find it on the Prop G pod feed or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back to At The Podium. We are meeting with prospects in Indy. Let's get right back into it. One guy that I don't cringe when I see him mock to the Eagles is a Clemson interior defensive lineman, Christian Wilkins. He was the 18th rated prospect on my top 50 big board that I released before the combine. He'd be a great fit next to Fletcher Cox that can win on his own and can take on doubles when Fletch needs a breather. Really good mover for his size too. put on a good show in the movement drills at 315 pounds. There are plenty of examples of him on tape too, making plays outside of the core of the formation. So range isn't an issue with him. Let's kick it to the chat with the big man. But I feel like, you know, uh, one of my go-tos is definitely the stab chop, flash chop. Uh, it looks good on tape when you when you put it all together. It looks real nice, uh, you know, when it, when it works. So 
I can't give all my secrets out, man. You got to try, nah. Um, but no, really, just, you know, just, just to, to, like, like it's in the name. Just flash that flash that long arm, get get the offensive lineman to show his hands. Uh, you know, get leaning a little bit, and as soon as he shows his hands, chop him down and, you know, short edge to the quarterback. So it's a great move. Um, you know, they got guys like Miles Garrett and, and Baker, uh, you know, who, 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 who've done great, you know, and just, you know, drafting those guys kind of helped changing that culture a little bit. And I feel like if I were to get, you know, drafted to that team, I could be someone who could help improve that, that, that new culture and the new winning ways and, you know, how they improve and continue to help them do that. I, mean, I just want to be the best player I can be so I can help any team and hopefully kind of create that same culture and that same mindset and that same, uh, you know, put that same, everyone to the same level of accountability that I did at Clemson, you know, but just bringing that, you know, bringing those tools and bringing everything that worked for me there uh, to, to a professional team. Uh, well, they just asked what, you know, what position do I feel I could help the most at? Um, and maybe some teams might think, you know, I could you can be versatile and bounce all around and just help wherever. Um, but like I said, I'm willing to do whatever it takes to win. So if a team needs me to play Five, three, running back, quarterback, safety. I mean, I'll be, I'll, I'll happily do that if it means, if it means we'll win. Up next is Yadni Kajust, the offensive tackle out of West Virginia. We've talked about him a lot on the Kiston Solak shows and whenever we're talking draft because the Eagles should be in the market for an offensive tackle considering Jason Peters is getting up there with age and may not even be back. We'll see what happens with that. But Kajust is a name that is on my list either in the second round, maybe late first round if you want to make sure that you get him. Uh, but the dude is powerful. He's got some technical issues to, to refine, but what prospect doesn't? Overall, I really like his game. He came in as a top 30 prospect for me in my top 50 big board and would be a really nice piece at left tackle if the Eagles were to choose to draft him. Let's hear what he had to say in Indy to the reporters. I mean, the number one thing I need to show is that I'm very reliable. I think that's it. Um, the film speaks for itself. And I'm going to meet him. They're going to realize the, the type of guy I am. You know? Other than that, I feel like it comes down to just showing them that I'm very, very reliable. You know, everything else, you know, they, they watch the film, they, they analyze everything. I feel like that's on them. Um, I feel like they see a guy who's real good pass protector. Um, I feel like they see a guy who's still, still definitely still learning the game football. But um, I feel like my ceiling is really high, and I'm a, I'm a very hard worker. So I like the, I don't compete with nobody but myself. So I critique myself a whole lot. So I'm just a guy that's just going to work hard and try to get better than I was the day before yesterday. That's it. I mean, at the end of the day, that's something those teams are going to have to, you know, consider. You know, whether they want to go off a workout or film or both, that's not something I, I control. But I just try to control what I can control and hopefully have a good workout. Definitely love passing the ball. Airing it out, giving five man protection. Everybody, everybody, one on one by themselves. Any run plays that you like running? Yeah, definitely. I like running counter to the right side where I, where I pull. And the last man up before we get out of here is Andre Dillard, the offensive tackle out of Washington State. Tested like an elite athlete, which should be no surprise if you've watched his film. Really like this guy. There's some development needed with this guy. Mike Leach offenses always aren't the best for developing offensive line talent because there's a lot of vertical sets and not much else. Uh, Dillard also needs to improve in the run game. But the physical, athletic profiles 
are going to have teams drooling all over this guy, and he might just be out of reach for the Eagles by the time 25 comes around based on what we're hearing. Daniel Jeremiah said over and over again during the combine that this is the best pass protector in the draft. I don't know if I necessarily agree with him right now, but there are tools to develop, and he has taken on a bigger workload and more techniques as he's gone through his time at Washington State, so he's definitely a coachable guy, which is a very good positive for him. So he in my opinion, is going to crush the process from A to Z, even in the interviews that I can't be a part of for those private meetings with the teams. But he definitely crushed the drills. So his stock is up, and this offensive tackle class is looking really, really good. So let's get to that chat with Dillard as he talks to the media in Indianapolis. Yeah, a lot of eating in the middle of the night. Sometimes I would set an alarm to for like 2 in the morning and drink a shake and go back to sleep. Um, just, yeah, eating late at night was the biggest key right there. And just living in the weight room and following whatever else, you know, the strength coaches had for me. Not super strict. Uh, they just told me to literally eat everything all the time. And so it, it kind of worked out over time. It was kind of a mix. It was, you know, I started to become good at it. And so positive things were happening in the game. And, it, and I was getting, you know, these feelings of, strong satisfaction from doing those things and I was like okay when you like usually when we start to understand things for what they are we tend to they tend, they tend to grow on us you know so that's kind of what happened and then just learning more and more about the game and what it can bring to your life just made me love it even more basically the one the two that I've been asked here is just you know how do I transition from being in a pass passing only basically offense to NFL style offense and That is going to do it for this At The Podium Meet The Prospects Combine Special. Thank you so much for tuning in. Thank you for all the kind words and your reviews on Apple Podcasts. Those five-star ratings go a long way in helping our network here get noticed. And hey, we hit 1 million downloads since our relaunch six months ago. That's insane. And again, we want to thank you so much for your support and getting us there. We have a plethora of draft coverage and Eagles coverage coming your way as we move through this offseason process. So keep it tuned here to Bleeding Green Nation. What does it take to be an entrepreneur and how is it changing in our ever-evolving business landscape? This is Scott Galloway, host of the Prop G Podcast and an entrepreneur myself. Right now, we've got a special three-part series running all about the future of entrepreneurship. We're answering your questions on work-life balance, how to raise capital for your business and more. Because when you're an entrepreneur, it's always important to look ahead at what's to come. So tune in to the future of entrepreneurship of Prop G Pod, special sponsored by Mercury. You can find it on the Prop G pod feed or wherever you get your podcasts.